Hey everybody, Sammy Shine here on my second episode of Driftless Patties. Boy, I had a lot of fun with this one. If you aren't familiar, you are going to find yourself familiar with Cricket Lochner. She is co-owner of Driftless Music Gardens. It is a beautiful hidden gem in the Kickapoo Valley in Yuba that hosts um, music festivals and other shows um, throughout most of the summer. You are going to learn about Cricket's background in graphic design, how chasing your dream truly pays off, and what it's like to host 1,600 people for a party in your backyard, all while maintaining your humbleness and continuing to make it all seem very, very easy. Now, this podcast does not really flow in sequential order. And if you don't have a lot of background knowledge on the music scene, it may seem a little fuzzy. I am not claiming to be a professional. I am not really claiming to know really what I'm doing. I'm learning as I go. And I had such a great time sitting down and chatting with Cricket on a rainy Saturday afternoon. I couldn't have thought of anywhere else I would have rather be in that moment. So please enjoy this episode of Driftless Baddies. All right. See, my voice changes automatically. As soon as I hit record, it becomes robotic, and I don't understand why. (laughs) It's radio voice. It's radio voice, which you should know a lot about, right? Can you talk a little bit about that? (laughs) How to make people more natural behind the mic. First, smile. Smile. Smile while you're talking, and that changes everything. Okay, I'll it do does. my best to do that. <laughs> I am here with Cricket Lochner. We are meeting a very, um, I don't know what you would call this environment. It's kind of casual, right? Oh, yeah, casually home. Casually hometown. Home to the Driftless area at Buckshots in Viola. We were just joking that I haven't been here for a long time. Go Panthers. Yeah, don't <laughs> Wait, my, is it still the Panthers? It is the okay. Panthers. If my coworkers are listening, they just know that I'm at Buckshots on a Saturday, which is fine. No judgment there, right? Everybody's a human being. We can, <laughs> um, cricket. First of all, I want to ask you a question. Sure. How? That's your real name. Yes. That's your birth name. It is definitely my given name. Uh, cricket with two T's, so extra special. Um, my mom was a big fan of the soap opera Young and the Restless back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And it was a character's nickname that they referred to her during the show during the 80s. And so, rumor has it, when I was born, um, right outside of, or right in Viroqua Memorial, um, I came out and made this cricket chirp noise, and it just sealed the deal like, yes, that's going to be her name. However, like, you'd think I'd have, like, great nicknames growing up. No, it's hard to beat Cricket. No kidding. Um, however, like, one of my best friends, Dad, would refer to me as Junebug. Um, Insect, I think, was another one. But then we went to the Spanish realm of Grillo and Cricri. Uh, but my younger brother probably got it the worst. He got called Grasshopper. <laughs> <laughs> and his name's Jesse, so. <laughs> yeah, I've known you as, well, known you as Cricket. And I, I guess I never, 
thought to ask if that was your real name. I assumed, but then I was like, is this been an ongoing story? But you are Cricket and Young and the Restless. That makes sense, obviously. <laughs> but that's pretty bizarre. Like, it's a very unique name. Even now in 20, like, 22, no one's, like, naming oh, their kids, like, now that's, Anteater or... <laughs> that's not fair. <laughs> Down here in the valley, you know we all have unique names. Yes, we do. <laughs> but they're usually given to us based on experiences and things that we've done. So this was your given name, and you've lived up to being Cricket. And um, you're um, fairly well-known. I would, I would like to brag in my... Friendship circle. Cricket is kind of like a celebrity. Okay. Seriously. I think so anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're not familiar, um, she is co-owner. Was that correct? Of uh, Driftless Music Gardens, which is a music venue out in Yuba. Um, They host a couple music festivals a year. Most recently after COVID, probably on average... It depends on the year and what you have lined up for music, but... Yeah, prior to COVID, we actually just had the two festivals, one um, at the beginning of summer and one at the tail end of summer. Um, our one at the beginning of summer is called Bonfire Music and Arts Festival, and then the one at the tail end of the season, held in August, is People Fest. Right. And for the longest time, people would like refer back, like they'd come to Bonfire and then they'd show up at People Fest. And they're like, do you remember last year... And you look at each other like, wait, wait, that was just three months ago. <laughs> oh, yeah, right? So much time has passed between June and August. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it felt like that for sure. Yeah. So if you're not familiar, I definitely suggest, and I will post something in the comments that we can link, but Driftless Music Gardens, if you haven't been, a magical, beautiful place to hang out with friends. It's family-friendly, um, beautiful music if you're... Um, just looking to try something new that you haven't really like known that's going on in the Driftless. I just started going back in, I think you said 2016 is when you timestamped it. Yes. I can't remember when I started, but forever um, imprinted on those grounds and just being there and how wonderful and everybody's so friendly out there. And it's, it's just like you walk into this, like, I don't even know how to describe it. Everybody describes it differently, but it feels like you're in this own little globe and bubble of wonderful energy and like the hills and then you have live music and then you have amazing friendly people so i am going to probably preach about it a lot because i just i love it i love how it makes me feel being out there and i mean i know you feel the same way obviously because you live there that's your home yeah absolutely (laughs) like so i born and raised sixth generation off from the family land that we host uh driftless music gardens at um for gosh being in Richland County, Vernon County of Wisconsin, the Driftless region uh, of Wisconsin, it's it's hard growing up, uh, especially in these counties. Uh, it's it's a very struggling manufacturer, uh, blue collar uh, family uh, setting, and growing up here, it was hard to really get inspired of like what I wanted to be passionate about in life and like luckily the arts that we have in these valleys are amazing Mm -hmm. because it's a lifesaver for the children that are going through school here because it gives them that creative space so long story short um I was in I was a band kid um any opportunity to get away from the farm I I took it 
Oh, sorry, mom and dad. <laughs> but chores? What's that? Oh. <laughs> so I was a band, uh, band kid, and we had the opportunities of going out to D.C. and New York City, uh, Niagara Falls, and performing in the marching band. So big shout out to Bill Doolin on helping create that atmosphere for mm-hmm. the Kickapoo students. Yes, we have a Kickapoo graduate. Well, Kickapoo Attendee. Attendee, <laughs> we will say. Yes. So she's, yeah, I love that, that you're a Kickapoo. And so, like, the whole love of music started way back in fourth grade with the recorder, um, where you first get those introduced. Fun. Oh, I know, those recorders. How wonderful. Oh, I bet you're, you're dealing with it <laughs> yes, right I now. Yes, Yes. so after getting hooked on the recorder and then going into pit band marching band uh gosh what else did we do uh pep band the whole nine yards just to stay busy and all the instruments um i quit doing band my junior year (laughs) and then became a fan and then became an organizer um but where was I going with this story? Oh, shoot. Well, I just love that you're um, <laughs> sourcing back to the importance of starting music at a young age. And I have a similar background as a kid who graduate. And I also had Mr. Bill Doolin um, and how he drove a lot of kids into the passions and the fires of music. And we may not have had those opportunities in a small school. So yes. I like that you're, you're referencing to that to make us all feel who might be listening that have had similar backgrounds of that thing. So go ahead. Look. So when I graduated, I knew that I needed to go experience what life had to offer outside of the valley mm-hmm. um, because I knew that there was going to be more and I knew I was going to be coming back um, at a later point in my life because I'm tied to this generational family farm that has my heart and soul. Um, however... I'm not a really good farmer, (laughs) and so I had to figure out what I could do that wasn't farming uh, per se. And so going out, I went to move to Madison, um, went to tons of free shows. Live music was happening all the time in the city, so I got to experience all different walks of music, which was amazing because you had entertainers, which being a band kid it's a lot of being on stage is the performance how do you capture that audience Mm -hmm. and so learning the cool things that I loved about being somebody that went to a show to cut loose and uh, feel the music and then later um, later in life I then meet my husband who was doing open mic and starting a band at the time of him and I getting together and then being part of that whole birth of a band and 14, 15 years later, we're all still really great friends and gone through the ups and downs and road trips, leaving Bobby on a road trip here and there. You know, he's a sweet soul. That's our keyboard player. And we then start Driftless Music Gardens because we've been throwing uh, music festivals as People Brothers for seven years, and then we had an opportunity to take the opportunity by the horns and create Driftless Music Gardens at my family uh, farm, where it's a natural amphitheater. Like, there's a complete bowl for the music to be surrounded in, and a lot of times large musicians will come down and they'll be like, 
no feedback in the monitors because of the natural reverb that the hillsides provide. Um, so it, if you haven't already been out, you should definitely take a chance Most and uh, roll the dice and come check us out. Definitely. Driftless Music Grounds. Yes. <laughs> so we're, we kind of like threw a lot at you in the first 10 minutes here. <laughs> ah, there's only more to come. <laughs> it's a deep subject. Yeah, it really is. And I feel like if you're, de- if you're not... Um, accustomed to like what the terms that we're talking about if you have no background on cricket there's a lot to learn so let's let's back it up a little bit so cricket cricket beep 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 beep. we might have to do some editing here because i'm like i completely understand everything that you said however i think it takes us like a deep appreciation and perspective to be acclimated into the music culture and i feel like myself after you know so many years of being introduced to live shows, like never really seeing true live. I've seen cover bands, okay? My parents were 80s freaks. Of course, we love cover bands. Big hair. Anybody that can do that, we're like, yeah. But then I was like, oh, wait. There's actually people that are making their own music that are rolling with it, that are actually like mini like rock stars in this area that are, and people follow them or huge fans. And like, it's a whole different culture of people. And then once you get on that, then you're like, whoa, like I'm fully submerged in this. Now I'm a part of it too. And I think that that's really important for people around here to know that like, it's actually an existence. It's like this subculture and we're here and we're amazing. And there's amazing music because I think like, so you met your husband. So let's, let's talk about, um, the band that you're currently with. Does that make sense to like kind of reference to them? So if we ever reference to the People Brothers, obviously you want to know who those they are. So the People Brothers band, um, we're we're based all over the Midwest, but basically Madison and Winona with a little bit of Driftless and the Twin Cities and suburbs of Milwaukee sprinkled in. Um, But the base is out of Madison. And so we have, which... Um, the band themselves uh, there are a handful of the band members that are also owners of Driftless Music Gardens okay um, so we definitely it's a family affair <laughs> okay that's good to know because I didn't know I also didn't was unaware of like where the true ownership of the gardens versus the band okay yep cool. so there's um, there's uh, let's see we have Teresa Greg Bobby Scott and Tim from the band, uh, and then myself and my dad um, as also owners of Driftless Music Gardens. Okay. Um, so it is literally a family affair. We have uh, my my father being in, and my brother-in-law, and then our family of the band. Sure. Um, all being there. Um, so, but we all we were throwing people fest for seven years before we started Driftless Music Gardens, mm-hmm. and we started off in Dodgeville for two years, and then we made oh, our way yeah. over to the bullpen just outside of the hill, out yeah. of Hillsboro, uh, for five years. And as we grew each of those years, um, our family, our music family grew, and sure. the community that we've been building, it's. It's awesome because um, people are able to feel themselves. Uh, we are definitely at many points in our lives, uh, especially recently, feeling that constant judgment um, or self-doubt. And somehow we've created an atmosphere where people don't really worry about those. They feel more comfortable in their own skin and are able to go out and enjoy. Like, I have one of my favorite stories is this guy named Fred. 
I won't say his last name, but he came out to the bullpen and came out by himself, left the wife at home, and he's like, I like music, however, I don't know anybody, but, you know, that's okay, and, which is totally cool, and I, I made a connection with him when he arrived at the entrance and checked him in, took his money, gave him the wristband and stuff, and sent him on his way. Well, later uh, that weekend, I came across him in the concert bowl um, watching a show, so I bumped his elbow, and I'm like, Fred, let's cut a rug, you know? And so, of course, like, we just danced all crazy and had a great time. Yes. And this fellow is, like, roughly, like, my dad's age uh, to give you a time frame of things. And he he came back every year, and it was, like, something that he looked forward to. He also then followed the People Brothers Band as well. And a lot of our uh, music community does stem from the People Brothers shows. And to go gosh way back when it all began we all got together in 2008 mm-hmm. my husband at the time not my husband but uh he was running open mic show um in madison and greg bobby and a handful of others were all there at the very beginning when we we started forming the band and then we started going on tours we went out to Colorado and those were like big family vacations so like music to us is definitely a family affair Mm -hmm. um, where you're always taking care of one another just like a family would uh, if you're out on the road or if you're at a festival making sure that everybody's fed watered just like you would at home Um, but yeah it's it's great having a tight-knit group that shares the same passion and vision of the dream that we all want to build. Yes. And I can, I can attest to that. I mean, just being there and building, like, starting from knowing no one to now, like, walking the grounds and being like, oh, hey, hi, oh, it's you, I haven't seen you, like, and, um, you know, one year I had a, I left my ride, left me. And that's fine. No judgment. Thanks a lot, Marla. I still have <laughs> nightmares. But all I had to do was say, hey, is anybody going back to, you know, this way? And, like, five people volunteered to take me back. And it was amazing. So I feel like you guys have built a really good, like, everybody there is safe. And everybody there is happy. And everybody has the same mindset. Like, you're going into this. And you're all there for the same exact experience. And so I'm super grateful. Like I said, I'm like a super fan of it. I'm like, how did I not know about this amazing gem just like right in our backyard? And I'm so grateful. So I went to the bullpen one year. Oh, good. Yeah, it was like surreal because I'm sure I was like 22. I, was, I didn't know really anything of music festivals. And I was like, let's go to the bullpen. And like, I don't know if you ever heard the story of my cousin Ash getting on the stage. And that's a side story. I don't know if it's <laughs> podcast worthy. I'll tell you after we're done. <laughs> it was hilarious. But we bonded over that memory ever since then. We always come back to that. So then, um, so let's talk about, I think this is hilarious. So the first time I met the bonfire, I think we talked oh, about yeah. it. I'm walking up. So I see Sam, because uh, I, I close up the entrance or I'm mm-hmm. on break and I start walking back. And I, I see this silhouette and I'm like, gosh, that looks like my friend Sam. <laughs> and so I'm like, Sam, Sam. <laughs> and I was like, um, yes. Well, of course, that's, Sam that's, turns around. That's me. <laughs> that's my name. <laughs> I am Sam. 
She was so gracious. She, uh, she's like, yeah, I'm Sam. And I'm like, oh, sweet. It's been great. It's been a while. And then as, as soon as I'm talking, I'm realizing this isn't the Sam that I know in Madison. <laughs> and I was like, wow, she knows me or remembers me. I was like, felt so it's like, and then we both come to like the realization that I was the wrong Sam, but I was still Sam. And I was like, but it was funny because like these ATV lights started glowing on me because you were coming to shut the gate. And all of a sudden I was being flooded by these lights and I was like, whoa, hey. <laughs> and you were yelling Sam. So either I initially thought that I was like doing something wrong, which I wasn't, or that you were like seriously looking for me. So I'm just, that was, that was one of my first memories and it made me feel so welcome there. And I was like, oh, hey, cricket, because our families have ties. Oh, right. We, way, yeah, way, way back. So that. And I was like, this was actually meant to be because I didn't initially see you at the um, front of the gate. Yeah. So it, if you do come to Triplets Music Gardens, usually there's a, a couple people, um, Cricket, yep. generally, and uh, my cousin Katie and her husband, husband, I get to say that, Brad, they're so Recent. sweet, <laughs> newlyweds, will be greeting you. So, But you weren't doing that. I didn't see you at all. This was the first time, and it was, gosh, probably like 11.30 or something in the night, and then the ATV, yeah, the UTV lights were like shining on me, and you were yelling my name. So I don't know if that was like the universe speaking to like, you belong here. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, that was a cool memory that I have connecting me to the music, um, the music grounds there. So yeah, I'm glad we got to meet spontaneously like that or reconnect I should say because that was your family farm right yep and so then and I knew your family from just like being connected with the halls and my family no was, I think my younger brother was a year older or younger than you he was school. older than me okay he's yes. a 07 graduate yep okay so he's a couple years older than me but yeah we go way way back but like we go way back and then most recently we're just reconnecting our ties, which I really, I think is super cool. So I'm super grateful that this has brought us all back together. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Pause it for a second. Sure. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit more so people kind of know where you are coming from. And I'm also learning about your background and like kind of how you got to where you are today. Um, so we talked a little bit about your, um, background with graphic design that's where you yes. started yep. yep so um i ended up graduating madison moving out to arizona uh ended up dropping the program and then picking up a different program and not finishing it coming home with my legs be- or tail between my legs <laughs> um and then i ended up meeting my husband um at an open mic the band evolved and I am looking for work. I end up getting into the insurance realm of things, did that for a handful of years. And after, let's see, that was the beginning of the 2008 recession, um, got into insurance because I couldn't get into graphic design work. I was doing that on the side for like small projects, uh, such as the People Brothers Band. Um, I was doing their posters at the time and their merch designs. I then ended up going from the insurance company, no, was it? I, I worked in a t-shirt company uh, where I was a production artist and got a lot of t-shirts done for the band while I was working there. Nice. It's always good to know um, vendors, if you're not already the vendor, yeah, <laughs> cut <laughs> those corners. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we ended up um, doing the band work, and then 
as time evolved, we start Driftless Music Gardens. Um, my husband and I, we are doing the artwork uh, for the poster designs, the merch concept. And so I'm not getting... I'm staying busy with the artwork. Yeah. <laughs> and... Um, shoot well it's beautiful so i feel like we just like blinked our eyes and that was like 10 years of your life so you're a graphic design artist you meet your husband at an open mic so you have the music in the background you have that whole scene coming to fruition you did a little insurance so then you're kind of like nosing your way into the band like hey i'm not only tim's partner wife i also have this amazing talent I also can design things. I have graphic design. So you start doing posters. You start doing merchandise. Yep. And then and all point. through this, I'm like still working the stability job. And yeah. finally getting to a point where stability has um, a 401k. And we're like, you know what? It's time to put our, our all into this passion project of Driftless Music Gardens. Right. And so in order to do that, I'm going to need more time for Driftless Music Gardens and not so much time to build somebody else's dream. I need to build my dream. And so I ended up quitting my job, which was a little over a year ago, and cashed out the 401k. And Tim and I look at each other and we're like, all right, it's time to go to Vegas. And we're, we're gamblers. But... <laughs> gamblers of life on the passion project that we have ahead of ourselves because mm-hmm. if we're gonna put money towards something it's it's a lot I don't know I guess this business that we've created for ourselves is a lot like having a kid um I don't have children myself so I can only speculate um but you're giving 120 percent to make sure that your child can get up and off the ground and have the best opportunities ahead of them. Mm-hmm. Same thing with um, the business that we're creating with Driftless Music Gardens. We want to do things right and grow at a controllable rate too because like, we don't have a financial background. We have great friends that are willing to volunteer and share in the passion of what we're creating for the community around us and it's it's humbling to know that there's so many people that share that same vision and passion and thrive on bringing that creativity and inspiration to the area absolutely i feel like you're doing what most of us want to do by taking a risk on something that justice actually just said this to me the other day he said we got to work monday through friday so we can work on our dreams on the weekend which i agree in the sense there is an appropriate time to do that but you decided it's time for us to just take the leap because our our dreams are more important than bustling and hustling through this monday through friday just to get to the weekend so that i can do what i want to in those two days that are manageable and then repeat recycle repeat you took the step, the jump, the leap oh, yeah. to make this. And getting up to reality. it, like, I was the last part of the leap into it, um, as now we're just, like, witnessing how to keep our head afloat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, year, like, five years prior, um, Tim, we were at a point where with my s- stability job, uh, we had decided that it was all right for him to quit his stability job and take a leap out on music, um, make the 
the band, the People Brothers band, um, what it is today because they're going to need a like a manager to guide them and get the gigs, be the point of contact, and um, thrive that business. Well, mm-hmm. in addition to thriving the band business, it also gave them the opportunity to network in other areas um, of the music scene and also the opportunity to come back to our home farm and start on the the dream that we have for ourselves and for our community of Driftless Music Gardens, um, which, gosh, we've been doing, this will be our eighth year of Driftless Music Gardens in 2023, and it is one year for me not working, and prior to that, I, we rolled the dice and had Tim not working but focusing on an entrepreneur aspect of things and managing the heart and soul um, elbow grease into DMG, into the People Brothers, into booking, into uh, being the glue as mm-hmm. I made a sacrifice and worked in middle or in Madison and would drive and stay with friends and family to be at the stability job and then just this past year quit that job and go all in and as scary as it is it's taking the steps of reaching those goals and knowing that okay if we're doing the right stuff good things have to follow Mm -hmm. or if not be real quick on finding solutions to pivot yes (laughs) absolutely i like how you angled that like to let us know that first you were able to be the person and that's what makes you kind of a baddie in my eyes now just seeing this coming full circle that you were able to make those sacrifices and work hard so that everybody's dream could come true so you held that weight kind of on your shoulders and if you don't feel that way i'm sorry but that's how i feel right now <laughs> that you brought this together you were like i will keep doing this for us i'm going to make these sacrifices i'm going to work my ass off if that's what you stay home and you do this and you put this together I got you like fall back on me I love that and I don't think like as women often we are put in those positions where we feel like we are the person that's our partners can fall back on true so that's awesome that you made that possible for not only him your husband the the band that you were like hey man he's gonna be this person I'm gonna keep being the breadwinner in our family I'm gonna keep things solid but then obviously it's so important to talk about how it evolved so that you were able to just like go into it like full blown and like look at they're cheering for us you in the background right now <laughs> they're so happy for you what <laughs> yes queen <laughs> if only here in Viola Wisconsin that would be <laughs> right. yeah oh, but yeah I, I would I would go and work um four days in a row in Madison working 10 hour days and then turn around take like two hours off and then I'd probably put in four more hours each day uh, towards Driftless Music Gardens because like having time so thinned out and being able to use um, the corners that we cut to save costs mm-hmm. um, to make sure that all lined up, everything fell into a timeline or a time crunch. Mm-hmm. Um, and being like a graphic designer, website person, everything comes down to the last second, last minute yes. of executing things. Um, or changes like oh you have something to print wait we've misspelt something yes 
And I just know from our teeny tiny, we were talking about this, the Swamp Fest. And anybody that knows me know that I'm like, oh my gosh, the Swamp Fest. I mean, that is a micro, micro festival. That's what I said. It's a micro festival in comparison to the huge parties and festivals that you throw. And that's stressful. Oh. Exactly the same situation. Like anything could come at you and you're like, it consumed my whole life for three months. I couldn't do anything else. Like my children, thank God they're amazing people because they barely survived those, during those times because I was like, how do you do this? How do you manage all this? Just kidding. They were obviously fine. But still, <laughs> you know, like that's a lot. And that's your full-time job. I can't even imagine like, you know, how many people did we have? If you want to say what you're going to say, that's fine. But like uh, Charlie Park, Trampled by Turtles. How many people were on the grounds that night? Oh, that weekend or that show, that was a Friday night show. We had 1,600 people out. Yeah. And that was... Oh, the most humbling feeling I've ever had because our staff alone was put to the test. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about volunteers here. We're not talking about paid employees. We're talking about volunteers who are passionate for music for this area. Sure, yes. And it was incredible. Like, we, we were so busy from, like, the start of it until 8, 8.30 when Charlie Parr went on and mm-hmm. we're just like, oh my gosh, it went by so quickly and our team, I was so impressed. Everybody was smiling. We chipped in in places that weren't asked of us to help make sure the experience was key for the attendee because we're in the middle of nowhere. True. People are traveling two to four hours to get here. And if anything, they need to know is that their experience is going to be top-notch. They're expecting bougie, five-star from Yuba. Little do they know. They know nothing (laughs) coming from the cities, right? They are coming from all over, Madison, Milwaukee, the Twin Cities. I've met people from all over. And they're coming to little old Yuba, where we all know all roads lead to Yuba. So we can just (laughs) hop in our vehicles and we can get to wherever the hell we want to go. These people are driving on these back roads, probably never had an encounter with Amish. Oh, their GPS isn't working. Their GPS, their phone doesn't work. They're seeing Amish people. They're like roads more narrow than the sidewalks that they're used to in the city. I mean, things are so different for people coming in. So the fact that you can obtain that with a handful of people and give them an experience. Can you imagine having a party with 1,600 people in your backyard? Because that's basically what you're doing. It's your farmhouse. If you haven't been there, you drive down a little gravel road and it opens up into this beautiful music venue and it's Cricket in Tim's backyard. And they have a farm there. So again, humbling experience when you let Justice and I and my, our, our family camp across during the Charlie Parr and Trampled by Turtle show. We camped kind of in your across from your house, which yep. was super cool. I like felt like VIP. Don't let anybody know. Like that actually happened, but it did, and I felt awesome. So Cricket's got sixteen hundred people in her backyard, you know, camped over for a music festival. And I wake up in the morning, and here I see her out there, like still watering her chickens. I was like, Jesus, I would never think to water my chickens if I had sixteen hundred people in my backyard and taking care just going on like it's a normal day and I was like that is so cool I'm like that girl didn't miss a beat she got up she had who knows what it could have happened and nothing that from what I'm aware of happened it was the most beautiful amazing night not that weekend (laughs) you didn't have to go and attend anything you just got up like it was another day and this is your life now this is what you do you organize music venues and water chickens water and then that it has to be done. We have to do our chores first. And I was just like, I told my kids, because they were with us that weekend, I said, look, no matter what's going on, she takes care of what she's got to take care of, and then she moves on with her day. I mean, you probably had a mile-long list of things that you had to attend to. 
but the chickens came first and then it was just so beautiful. I guess I'm so grateful that I was where I was to witness that moment because I was like, wow. That means a lot. Thank <laughs> yeah, you. it seriously does. It, mean, it meant a lot to me. It was a very great learning experience for my entire family. And so I think this is just what you guys are doing is awesome. I'm so grateful that we're a part of it. I'm so grateful you have amazing volunteers that make it work. It's a huge undertaking it is without a doubt and like you're an inspiration as well like i love the fact that you and justice are doing what you are for your community yeah like that's one of the biggest things of coming back Mm -hmm. because like coming full circle it it was hard growing up here because there wasn't really much to inspire of like oh that's what i want to be when i grow up and like not to say that our childhoods were bad by any means. Like, we got the full outdoors. We got to play in the mud. Everything that a kid needs, though, for the outdoors, like, we had. Like, mm-hmm. we had kayaking, canoeing, really. <laughs> yes, we did. Yes, yes. <laughs> and all the hiking that you can imagine and hunting and all the good things that outdoors bring you. But at the same time, it gets cold outside, and you need that joy, that inner warmth to keep you going. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. <coughs> that was one of the reasons why I had to go out and see what was out there and bring it back, because mm-hmm. I wasn't a farmer. Um, I can organize until the day turns blue. Right. <laughs> and... But one of my favorite things that I love doing because, like, I'm inspired by you doing your thing down in Grove and watching what you guys do there, it makes me feel so good about what I'm doing because I want to better the experience. Um, I go to these bigger festivals, like, so DMG, we... 1,600 people for Trampled and Charlie Parr was our biggest event to this date. Mm -hmm. Um... I, when I go out and do research, I'm going to 5,000 to 20,000 attendee festivals right. um, because I want to pick them apart because what are they doing to create such a unique experience uh, for those attendees to take back home with? Yes. And my number one, can you guess what number one thing on my uh, checklist when I go to do research is? Well, I mean, I hope it has a lot to do with like accessibility to resources porta potties i was just thinking that but i was like that's too cliche to say that it's no. really porta potty that's the first thing that came to my mind i was like the bathrooming situation but like <laughs> that's why i said accessibility to resources like as in the bathrooming and like the essentials right yeah. Yeah. yeah yep so like bathroom is so key i've been in some real shitty situations truth um that nobody should ever encounter and like it is just it goes with the territory but at the same time it's what makes the memories and what it brings people back to right like nobody wants a fire festival or a woodstock 99 to happen that's what i was thinking about with the porta potties oh the woodstock 99 yeah i just just switched all over but you know and like so we so we take extreme pride in that and then other things of like how can we be more sustainable Mm -hmm. like even with our food sources, we try to uh, source that for our talent or our staff to make things as local, locally sourced as possible. Less hands, less travel makes better quality. Yes. And so along with that, like, 
Um, having Wi-Fi, I don't believe having attendees have Wi-Fi. One, it would bog down our system. Two, you need to be in the moment more these days than yes. anything. And yeah. I, as somebody that is the gatekeeper of people arriving, I have so many young children come up to me and they're like, hey, we see that there's Wi-Fi. What's the password? And I'm like, here's a stick. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm like, go explore your imagination. Right. Because the Wi-Fi, no, I, I can't. I can't do it in good conscience because take the moment, disconnect so you can reconnect. I, I, I respect that. And I know that if there is a safety concern by any means, that's taken care of. Like you can, oh, yeah. you can reach, you can reach. I'm just like speaking the devil's advocate. Like if there's a safety concern out there, whatever, you can become in touch with whatever you need to. However, if you are entering the space of, Hey, I'm going to be at a festival for what? Three days, two days, sometimes a night. You must get your shit in order prior to walking in, knowing that you're going into a complete dead zone. I appreciate that so much. When I walk in there and I'm like, Hey, y'all know where I'm going to be. Mom, if you need me, I'm at a, I'm at DMG. She knows that whoever's with me and my children, if my kids are with me or not, they know that I'm at DMG. There's always a way to get there, and I appreciate just being there. Yeah. You're there. You're you're not, like, checking your Snapchat or your Messenger. I'm totally guilty of it, like, all the time. Totally. That's how I connect with my people. Like, that's how I get through to people, and, and, like, we, you know, we have conversations. So I agree, and I appreciate and respect the fact that you're like, no, you're here. You're in this dome. You're now entering the magic zone where you yes. exit all. You're cut off from all outside worlds. <laughs> You're in Yuba, so for some of these people in the city, this is what a culture shock. You have no cell phone reception. You have no Wi-Fi. You are, you know, miles away from any town that would have any, you know, sort of thing that you would even need. So, oh, wow, that's so cool. What an experience. It is. For some. And, like, the ones that absolutely need to have it, like, if you come up towards the entrance, we'll allow you to get onto that network there, but that doesn't expand back to where the everybody's camping and hanging out at. So, if... If you do need to get assistance, we we're always willing to help. For sure. I feel like that there's definitely like always a system or there's a protocol in place for any emergencies or anything like that. But what that doesn't happen very often because I mean you can get freaking Wi-Fi in like national parks and state parks these days. So like right. you're here, you're now, you're experiencing this and that's how I mean we've made some of the best memories and had most amazing just real authentic experiences out at dmg like my i brought my son one year first time bringing kids because i obviously i was a newbie at music festivals and i didn't know what the hell i was getting myself into so of course i waited a little bit to bring my kids and him and his friend just ran the ground so freely and they had the best time and they made friends and they were like just all over and i felt so safe like you don't get to feel that safety with kids very often where you can just be like Amongst strangers. (laughs) Right. But they're all friends. And of course, obviously, we're not saying completely let your guard down and just be elusive and not know what the hell is going on. But be a responsible parent. Be responsible. (laughs) Be responsible. Have boundaries with your children. Know what's up. But also just, I feel like it is such a good place where everybody has very good intentions. And it also helps that um, 10% of our population are those little ones that are 12 and under. Yeah. And with 10%... So that's roughly like 100 to 150 children that we will have for an event. That's 300 parents that right. are on parent duty. Right. And then uh, and then probably a handful more or not more that are trying to keep, you know, it, keeping mindfulness. And even when I don't have my own children there, some of my friends have their kids. 
we're all like a community to make sure that you know so that one of the first times i went to people fest funny side story but also a little guy got displaced from his family and i was like in tune immediately as my natural state was and he was running and i was paying attention to him and i didn't actually think it was my first time there so of course i didn't know what was going on i took him to the stage and i was like we have a lost soul <laughs> and of course so you have your numbers where you can you read off the number so each child has a wristband um that is numbered and when a parent comes in they fill out a form like the arrive on site they fill out a form that is all the information for the child and so that form it has a number on it their wristband then correlates to that number so that's that's we were able to call. Number mom was just out of ear sight. He just said wandered down a little bit. Boom, situation was fixed. Yeah. Like I feel like we need to release a stigma of bringing children to music festivals. I mean, obviously, if you are feeling like you can be responsible and appropriate for your child, that's on you. But like, you know, sometimes I would get a little backlash for bringing my kids to a music festival, and I was like, Are you kidding me? They had like the best night of their lives. I mean, the Charlie Park trampled by turtles our kids were the ones that were up on the hill with the glow stick bodies they had glow sticks from head to toe and they made so many people happy because they were just dancing and people were like you were the glow stick kids and they were like on a high that i could not even bring them to for like the next week because they were like we got so much positive attention from adults because we made them so happy by glowing so i think that it needs to be known that music festivals are appropriate um for kids and families family oriented events and obviously too i just want to drive home that it's in yuba people i mean if you're listening to this and you live in viola reedstown area and you haven't been to driftless music gardens you need to make that a destination for yourselves it's less than 30 minutes away and all roads lead to yuba that's right, right. <laughs> just take a right and, and then, then a left, left. <laughs> and, and then take a right by the wrong bar and you'll yes, be there you'll, you'll be right there <laughs> And if you do miss a turn, I'll eventually you'll get there Just somewhere. Just take the next one. <laughs> That's how I feel. Yeah. How many different ways can we get to Yuba this week? <laughs> Man, so well, I hope that we've really driven home the fact that Cricket is a badass. She is a driving force behind the magic and the amazing things that happen at Driftless Music Gardens. Um, she made some sacrifices for her family, and I really appreciate that, and I really respect her. I respect who she is as a human being because she's so level-headed every time I've had interactions with you. And maybe you just put on a good facade. You don't. That's just who you are, I think, and I know. And from what I've heard from surrounding people that know you, that you just handle things so well. And I think that's so respectable in a person, especially with a huge weight on their shoulders of running a business now. And so I respect you tenfold. Um, well, now I'm going to have to tell you what my title is. Yes, please. The miracle worker. Yes, that makes all the senses. That makes total sense. You are. It's a miracle. So if you need uh, design work done, uh, website maintenance done, uh, let's see, so it's like technology through the fullest, uh, volunteer networking, sponsors. You got it all, girl. It's a big, big toolbox full of all these very important oh. skills that are overlooked, I think, sometimes. Yeah, I, I work with the law enforcement quite a bit. Like, we're small. We don't technically have to go in, but we want to have a good, transparent relationship, which if you're ever thinking about doing anything as a business, um, make sure you're in good with your local municipalities. Yes. Um, they just want to know, like, what you're up to and... Mm -hmm. If there's anything that they can do to help you, they will. 
Um, it's been amazing working with Richland County. That's the county that we reside in. And we are now teaming up with their tourism board. And it's, it's great opportunities when the community can see um, the positivity that you bring to their area. It absolutely is. And they, they support that growth and that change. And I think that's so important to build relationships with them. We often... We're working on those relationships in Soldiers Grove, so I feel like I need to call you. <laughs> Could you come down and you should give them eggs? <laughs> I'm sure they like scramble. They do. <laughs> and I only have four chickens, for the record. I have a lot more, but I don't have you do. uh, restrictions. You're the chicken lady, yes. <laughs> no restrictions in rural Uiba about how many chickens you can hold. Well, I certainly have learned a lot about you, and I'm grateful that we were able to sit down and have this conversation together. Yeah, we finally made it happen. We did. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I have no excuse other than life, Life. honestly. Yes. So is there anything you want to add to, like, any um, final thoughts to give anybody about pursuing your dreams? I guess this is really a story about knowing what your dream has been, being inspired from a young age following it not letting it out of sight kind of holding on to it is what i'm gathering yeah and then so like i definitely knew from the core that i needed to do something with my family farm because having land in my family that long is such a great honor and however at the time i had no idea growing up that my passion was going to be bringing people together hosting parties and creating a safe environment for people to have an amazing experience um, with music, art, um, food, and just overall love of life. Mm -hmm. And so like going through my growth of discovering what my passion was, um, I knew it was family. I knew it was music. I knew it was art. And then having the cojones enough to go after it. Being able to take a no and turn it into a yes. Or, oh, well, if that's not going to work, what if we did it this way? Always trying to think of another way to make it happen. Because if there's a will, there's for surely a way. Absolutely. That's awesome. 